Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. hones in on 19 things that will mark some of the last moments of world history. He discusses how the political age we are in is full of hate against one another, which is exactly what Satan has been working towards. Our war is not against flesh and blood, but rather against principalities and the powers of darkness. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 21st, 2019. Today's update is one that you could actually put a title on. And if you did, it would probably be something along the lines of God will have the final word very soon. You could subtitle it, Words Matter. But in the end, it's only God's Word that will really matter. You know, I've been watching this for the last six, seven, eight months now, I guess it is. And there have been times where I thought, well, maybe I need to address this. And then I just sensed that the Lord would not have me to do so. Well, I sensed that the Lord would have me to do so today, especially after this last week. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it is becoming increasingly difficult to see what's happening in the world today, the back and forth, not just between Iran and America, although that situation continues to escalate with these oil tankers that are being seized and drones that are being shot down, but also, and perhaps more importantly, it's not just the back and forth between Iran and America, It's the back and forth with the President of the United States of America. What blanketed our news feeds this last week was this feud between President Trump and what's been dubbed the Squad, aka AOC plus three, consisting of these four congresswomen. On Thursday, Fox News reported on President Trump's fiery North Carolina rally, in which he doubled down on comments he made on Twitter earlier this week. At the rally, he was quoted as saying, Let them leave. They're always telling us how to run it, how to do this, how to do that. You know what? 
If they don't love it, tell them to leave it. Oh my goodness. That's racist. The president went on to talk about all four congresswomen individually reminding the audience that Rashida Tlaib of Michigan used the F word to describe the presidency and the president. It was in the context of impeaching him. Trump said, that's not nice, even for me. That's not somebody who loves our country. Yesterday, the Washington Examiner published a report in which they cite a recent Pew Research Center finding that 91% of Democrats see violence coming next as a result of this recent war of words. Words matter. After a week that saw President Trump and his foes toss toxic words at each other, there is now a warning that the next phase could be violence. In other words, the war of words could actually lead to a literal war. Do you believe that? What do you think about the war of words between Iran and Israel and Iran and the United States of America? Do you think that that could lead to a war, literally? That's what we're told in God's Word is going to happen. I sense that the Lord would have me to go in this direction for a number of reasons. One of which is that, and again, if you're anything like me, you'll understand this when I say this, but it's really hard, isn't it? It's grievous, doesn't it? Doesn't it break your heart? Rewind to even, well, let's go back five years. It wasn't like this. It wasn't as bad as this. It's getting worse. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's actually going to get even worse. It's very unsettling. But here's the thing. Knowing that God will have the final word is very settling. Let me uh, just share with you personally how the Lord just kind of settled me, calmed me. I'm watching all of this play out. And of course, I'm just as prone as anybody else to want to get in the flesh, especially when you hear the, the vitriol concerning Israel and this country that my parents immigrated to legally to flee Islam. They came to this great country for which I am, I am so grateful, eternally grateful. But when you see the vitriol back and forth, and my first reaction is to get angry. And then the Lord just has to stop me and remind me, hey, <laughs> every word, I hear every word, every word that is spoken, there will be an account for. 
That should give us pause every time we tweet, (laughs) right? Every word. But I will have the final word, and soon. Yeah, but Lord, it, it seems like it's just, I mean, they're getting away with it. And the Lord just directs my heart to Psalm 73, which is a psalm I would encourage any of you who struggle in the same way that I do, where the psalmist writes that, I mean, he, he just cannot get his mind around how it seems that the wicked are prospering and it goes unchecked with impunity. And the Lord just has to stop him and remind him. And it comes when he goes into the sanctuary of the Lord, which is always a good place to go. And the Lord shows him basically this, in the end, I'll have the final word. And I'm going to let you see in the end, their end, when I do. And then the psalmist is like, okay, I get it now. Thank you, Lord. See, all the words spoken by those who have the spotlight now will soon pass away, but not God's Word. Another reason I sense that the Lord would have me to address this matter today is because it's actually prophetic, and I'll explain what I mean by that. What we're seeing today the back and forth, the war of words, it's actually a marker, a sign of the Lord's soon return. That's why I know it's going to get worse. When the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in his second epistle, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, he lists 19 things that will mark the last moment of world history. Listen to this. He says, know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud. How about this one? Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Let me hasten to say, and I know I've shared this before, that Satan in large measure has succeeded in getting us as God's people to buy into this notion that our battle is against people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. And I'll I'll get very specific. AOC, as she's often referred to, Rashida, Tlaib, Ilhan, Omar, all of them, you know, they need Jesus. Jesus died for them. Jesus loves them. They're lost. They're deceived. Our battle is not against them. And again, I really believe that we have fallen prey 
to the wiles of the devil, as the King James renders it, the devices, the strategies of Satan. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, says, don't be ignorant about these tactics that Satan uses, that he devises these strategies. He's very clever. I was thinking about what Barry McGuire shared last week about the perception that people have of us as Christians, that we're angry. You know, I have to be careful, and I've shared this. I I have to, when I'm watching the news or going down my news feed, I have to be very careful that I don't just... Lord will always have my daughter walk into the office whenever I'm doing that, and she'll say to me, Baba, why are you still yelling at the TV? (laughs) I know. The Lord just again has to stop me and settle me and remind me. It's not Republican against Democrat or conservative against liberal or right against left or But Satan has succeeded in pitting us against each other. That's the wrong battle. That's the wrong war. Fourth of July parade. I just, I guess maybe the Lord wants me to share this. In Kailua, I'm sitting there with my family and we're watching the parade. And Maisie Hirano was across the street with uh, her people and everybody was, you know, taking selfies with her. And, I mean, again, I'm just being honest with you. My first reaction was, you know, to go over there and introduce myself and read her the riot act in Jesus' name. (laughs) But instead, I actually just prayed for her. And it it dawned on me, it kind of hit me, I wonder if there are any friends of hers that are Christians that pray for her. And my prayer was very specific. Lord, she's lost. I mean, she's very sincere, but she's very sincerely wrong. And she needs Jesus. Oh, pastor, you're getting really political. Come on, man. Luke's Gospel, chapter 21. I want to read verses 28 through 33. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree. I imagine him pointing to a fig tree of which there are many in Israel, and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. And then in verse 33, he says this, listen, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Their words will, 
my words will not. One last verse, and then we'll bring it in for a landing. It's in Proverbs. It's chapter 18, and it's verse 21. Listen to this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Did you catch that? In other words, the words we speak are so powerful that they can either bring life or death. That's how powerful words are. This means that we have the power vis-a-vis the words we speak to bring eternal life to a lost and dying world before it's too late. That's the power we have in the words that we speak. Last week we were privileged to have Barry McGuire speak at both services, and I had asked him to because I've never met a man quite like him. A man who lives, eats, breathes, drinks, sleeps, sharing his faith. And I have to confess that I was personally very challenged and even convicted, and I'll explain why I say that. You know, it's easy for me, behind the pulpit, I've got the microphone. It's easy to share the gospel when you've got the pulpit and the microphone. It's a little bit harder when it's one-on-one with the bank teller, the grocery store clerk, the receptionist on the other end of the phone that you're calling to make an appointment with. One of the things that really hit me about what Barry shared was having somebody just drop to their knees and pray the sinner's prayer when you share your faith almost never happens. Sometimes all we do is just plant the seed. Sometimes we might water a seed that's already been planted. Other times God will give us the privilege of harvesting when the time has come and leading somebody to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So this last week I began to pray and I said, okay Lord, I got to, because I, I had to ask myself, when was the last time I actually shared my faith with somebody just one-on-one? And it had been over a month. That's too long. So I said, okay Lord, present me with an opportunity this week to share my faith with somebody out from behind this pulpit one-on-one. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> full disclosure, when you pray a prayer like that, God going to answer it. I promise you, He's going to answer that prayer. Bring somebody into my path that I can share you with, or as Barry would say it, move everyone every day closer to Jesus. It is so simple. Here's what I do, and it works for me, and maybe it'll work for you too. 
We were talking about this on Thursday night. We just mentioned it in our Colossians study as well. You know, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how are you today? I used to say, I'm good. I'm doing great. And God's like, you're not that great. <laughs> and besides that, Romans says there's no one that's good, not even one. So nice try. So I don't say it anymore. Here's what I say. When someone says, how are you today? I say, I'm blessed. And oh my goodness, the reaction that you get. I mean, the door that can open. So here's what happens. I'm on the phone scheduling the doctor's appointment, and the uh, receptionist on the other end of the phone was having, I mean, one of those days. I mean, so stressed, just, I mean, I could tell. And, and she was short and, you know, was making mistakes and just kind of like, hey, put you on hold. And, you know, and my, my first reaction is, you know, I, this is the third time I've called. And, you know, customer support when you're talking. <laughs> that person on the other end of the phone, that's a person that needs the Lord. So I said to her, I said, wow, sounds like you're having one of those days. She says, oh yeah, it's just like, oh man, it's really been stressful today. I said, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. So now when I go in for my doctor's appointment, I'm going to follow up. Say, hey, I've been praying for you. How you doing? Second time at the bank. I had not seen this teller. I think uh, she was new. So I started off, how are you doing today? And she said, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. She says, how are you doing? I said, man, I am blessed. <laughs> Listen, they're either going to run towards you or run away from you. And you have your answer at that point, right? She said, wow, so am I. And then she says this, what are your plans for the weekend? This was on Friday. I said, well, tell what my plans are. I'm a pastor, so I'm going to be preparing a sermon. She says, you are? She says, what? what's the name of the church? Turns out she's a Christian, and now, in fact, she might come today. She's not in this service. She might be seconds. I invited her to come, her and her husband. I mean, you know, yes, praise the Lord, right? I mean, it's win-win either way. I want you, now of course this presupposes that you're going to pray that the Lord's going to present an opportunity for you to share your faith. <laughs> Don't let the enemy convince you it's going to be terrifying. I mean, what? You don't have to, I mean, what do, you, what do you, you don't have to preach a sermon. You don't have to be like a Billy Graham or a Greg Laurie. Just share your story with them. Share your testimony with them. Ask them just, how are you doing? How are you really doing? How can I pray for you? I've never had anybody ever tell me, I don't want you to pray for me. It sounds like you're really having a bad day. Can I just pray for you? And I'll, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.